Welcome to The Sofa. I'm Sherry. I'm Bonnie. And this is the Sisters Hallmark Sip and Chat Podcast. We're a couple of crown heads who love all things Hallmark. Welcome back to The Sofa. It's week nine of Hallmark's Countdown to Christmas here in Canada. In this episode, we'll be sipping on cranberry orange mimosas. You can find the recipe on our website, sisterssipandchat.ca. Feel free to pause so you can make your own. This episode, we'll be chatting about this week's two movies entitled A Maple Valley Christmas and The Christmas Cookie Catastrophe. Okay, movie number one, A Maple Valley Christmas, starring Peyton List as Erica and Andrew Walker as Eric. Erica and her sister are taking over the family maple farm from their mother, but have differing opinions on how to run it going forward. Enters Aaron, the property developer looking to buy a neighboring land Erica wants, and who she can't help but being drawn to. Okay, let's find out how this movie rates on our sofa rating system. But first, a quick explanation. Our custom sofa rating system includes a list of 20 homework tropes. They're broken down into 10 categories that will determine how Hallmark is this movie. You can download the list from our website, sisterssipandchat.ca. This movie earned 12 out of 20 sofas. The categories are town holiday celebrations, clash of the classes, location, 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 family and friends, affairs of the heart, and big life changes. This farm was very pretty. And of course, as a Canadian, I love maple syrup. Mm -hmm. And I've enjoyed many trips out to the maple grove I know in school and beyond to learn how to tap trees and see how the syrup is processed. And of course, eating the maple sugar candies right from the maple shack is very cool. Very good memories. And I really like this whole atmosphere around the maple farm. True. They dressed it up really, really nice. And I do remember as a child, that was a great school trip to go to the Maple Farms. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought this was a sweet story, but Erica's personal issues started to become a bit annoying for me personally. She she's the one that kisses him first right out of the blue. But then she sends him away because he's just a tourist. Mm -hmm. But It was still cute that she made him earn his cowboy hat. And he was suffering the wrath of her past relationship gone bad, which is unfortunate for him, but the guy stuck with it. I'll give him that. For sure. Her jumping in right away, that was like for a kiss was super unexpected. That is very unlike a Hallmark movie. Hallmark movie, yeah. (laughs) But I did like their chemistry in this movie, though I, I agree. She was running hot and cold and that was getting a little annoying. He was very like all the way with her and super sweet. And he was the one making most of the, the, um, you know, concessions. Exactly. To get together. Really. Um, I do think that working with family can be very difficult with these two sisters trying to co-own the ranch. I, I totally get that. There's, there was a lot for them to adjust to and to figure out how each of them fit into that plan. But first of all, and I think the younger sister said it well, you know, they need to ensure that both parties' views are being heard at the best. That's always the best place to start. Um, I personally love working with my sister, Bonnie, da, 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 <laughs> with our podcast and in our professional life. It is someone I can trust completely. So I think the fact that it was a family member is really amazing that she was able to have that opportunity. 
I second that and completely agree that I think that it is very cool when you can work with your sibling and, and, you know, make things work out and have a good time together like we do. And I did especially like that the tradition of running the farm was actually passed down through the women of the family. I thought that was very cool and very (laughs) opposite to what we often see. Um, I am very jealous of the sleigh ride that they got to do. I want to do one so badly one day. <laughs> um, and the little church building that I guess was, it, it was their barrel room and, and a dining hall. Super pretty. They had that dinner at the end, which was totally romantic with chandeliers. It would be awesome to throw a holiday party there. I absolutely loved that scene. I'm really glad that you mentioned that part because I actually forgot that. And that was a beautiful environment to host anything. Like they could just have like um, those drinking kind of uh, like when you go do the wine tastings and whatever. Yeah. Like it was a great spot even for that. Like they Hard were so cider. good about. Yeah. They had all these unique opportunities as additional ways to create fundraising or or sorry to money to create yeah to generate funds and I just thought that was a really cool idea I I totally forgot about that it appeared in the end that um Aaron and his dad were able to patch things up so that was nice to see the Mm -hmm. dad gave him back his his treasured um fire truck that yeah He wasn't, but they didn't make it clear if he was going back to his dad's company or if he was going to go on his own. But what I did think was cool about the fire truck, because it was obviously a very important memory for him and mm-hmm. the fact that his dad had done this. But like, they are so rich. He could have yeah. bought a hundred, you know, but it was, it was the fact that it meant something that his dad did it. So I did think that was really good. It was definitely a symbol of like a core memory that he had that had clearly affected him going forward. And I did like definitely ball (laughs) when they hugged at the end. (laughs) I don't know. You're right. They didn't say specifically um, if they're going to work together, though. He did mention that uh, he liked the work. He just didn't like working with his dad. So maybe, you know, the the implication was that since they were getting along, that they would actually work together. He did, His dad did listen to him and take their offer of the farm off the off the table, off yeah. the pl- yeah, off the table. So, so it did yeah, seem I, like maybe they were starting to see each other's point of view. So maybe yeah. he is going back with his dad. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I hope that they would of course, find a way to work together and enjoy it. Um, the truck was such a sweet peace offering. Uh, and I also really appreciated um, her mom's side of the story. Speaking of like her mom stepping out and seeking love and new life in Italy, which, you know, kind of threw um, uh, the main, what was her name? Sorry, Erica. <laughs> threw Erica for a loop, you know, uh, I, I thought that was cool, though, for her mom to be able to move on and start a new life. Yeah, especially since the father left him. He wasn't, he hadn't passed away yeah. or anything. He had left. So the mom deserved to have another son. Not that people who lose a loved one to passing away still deserve love. But in this instance, it wasn't like she was, you know, possibly feeling like she was cheating on her husband or anything. He just yeah. was out of the picture, right? He had moved on. Mm-hmm. I thought the mom's boyfriend, I mean, he was over the top. He was such an understanding (laughs) man. He wanted to try to fit in and add his stuff. And even when Erica had her serious meltdown, he gave in and explained and said, you know, next time when you come to Europe, we will do his traditions there, whatever. So 
it was really, it was a wonderful story to see that her mom was able to find love again and that it had taken so many years. And the, uh, at least the daughter came around, but the younger daughter was totally open to wanting to see her mom happy. So that was really sweet. And I think that was the whole point where she's saying, mom wants to find love and you don't. That yeah. she was ready. She had been hurt too. Her husband had left her. And, you know, it took the time it took to for her to be ready. And it, you know, same with Erica that, you know, this, she found herself in this situation with this man that clearly she was attracted to right away. And she was just kind of uh, fighting it. And then until she finally realized, yeah, she wanted to find love too. And I did forget to think about and mention that something else that I really loved about the movie wasn't really the whole point of the movie, but I love horses. And that was yeah. great that, that they had all these you know opportunities for people to go horseback riding. So that was really great. I agree. I like that part too. Movie number two, A Christmas Cookie Catastrophe, starring Rachel Boston as Annie and Victor Webster as Sam. Annie is the newly minted CEO of Cooper's Cookies when her grandmother's secret cookie recipe is stolen. Annie works with local baker Sam to find the thief and recreate the beloved recipe before the board finds out it's missing. Now let's see how it uh, rated on our sofa rating system. And it earned 17 out of 20 sofas. And the categories are town holiday celebrations, clash of the classes, location, 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 family and friends, unexpected hiccups, affairs of the heart, and the charitable event was Cooper's light-up event for local charities. Okay, this story was a fun love story with a very silly mystery attached. Mm -hmm. Those characters trying to resolve this mystery. And the best was that the little girl was involved from her little uh, sleuth yeah. stories that she <laughs> read. Little Nancy Drew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was very cute. Uh, and and watching them make all those yummy cookies, that was making me hungry. That was awesome. Yes, totally. The cookies did all look delicious, particularly the Cooper's cookies. But mm -hmm. like, why would you put the actual recipe on display oh my gosh, in yeah. a way that it could be not even just like knocked over, stolen, whatever. It could be burnt. It could be like hurt in any sort so dumb to me. Um, however, you know, you see, I like her, her, uh, the arc of her character, you know, at the beginning, she's very much a, a scroogey bit, but with purpose. So she uses Christmas, she's celebrating Christmas, but with like an advantage to the bottom line. Right. <laughs> so, and she just kind of failed to read the room of the people she was working with and who her true customers are. Very true. That's true. Cause it is all, all about knowing the whole picture right so yeah that was a good that was a really good point the fact that she had the driver due to that she had a driver due to the her parents accident in a car made perfect sense and once again reminds us all that we shouldn't judge others until we've walked a mile in their shoes because sure. it could have just looked like she was just being a rich snobby person yeah. but there was a really good reason why she wasn't driving and the fact that the little girl and Annie had both suffered such great losses, it kind of made them a bit of kindred spirits, which is gave them a common ground to work with right from the beginning. So that was kind of sweet. Yeah, I think um, 
it was probably, you know, to me, I think to both of us, it was obvious who took the recipe and why, yeah. but it was still very cute. I did love his daughter. I think she was totally adorable and a little sneaky. <laughs> I love that she loved cozy mysteries as well as I do. Always had a cozy mystery book in her hands. And you knew she was going to be somehow in on them getting together. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> But who knew how much of a trickster, I mean, they did mention her grandma was a trickster, but like, who would have thought she was that much of a trickster? No, I agree. I did, like you said, I guessed it was the driver who stole the recipe, an inside job. Yeah. Because they had stated previously, like you said, that she was a trickster. It was funny watching them try to follow the clues, because sometimes you were like, seriously, how could you not see it was an inside job? They got the thing while all the people were there, and they got into using, it was just, the, the clues were obvious that it, it was, they did get to the point that it was an inside job, yeah. but it took them a bit. But my favorite part of the whole movie was the dad practicing ballet. And it just, it made it for me when he's doing it with her and, you know, the girl watched, it was funny, but he was doing a pretty good job. And then while he was in the audience, he was doing it from his chair to follow his yeah. daughter. Along. That was the sweetest thing ever. And also um, her Annie jumping in on stage to get the little girl started when she had stage fright. That was such a sweet sign of love and caring for this little one. That, that I love. Yes, you could really see by the end of the movie, Annie had, her heart had been melted (laughs) and she was far more, she felt more connected to the town. She felt more connected, of course, to Sam and his daughter. And I think in the end, she felt more connected to her grandmother's legacy and Cooper's cookies as a company. Had been melted like... Or had it grown three times like the maybe because yeah, it was a little grinchy. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Very so funny. True. Okay, so our drink, which I am sipping right now, our cranberry orange mimosa. And I have to tell you, I love mimosas, obviously. They're a nice orange mimosa with a fancy Christmas brunch or any special brunch is great. But adding the little bit of cranberry in it, it's actually very, very tasty. It makes it different, but it's nice. I love cranberries too. I think that they make a good, that kind of tart and sweet combination is really Mm -hmm. nice. And um, I love champs. So it works for me. I really enjoyed it. Okay, so next week we're heading into our final episode of the season. (laughs) I can't believe it. So uh, if anybody out there wants to, of course, still share some pictures of their drinks with us, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, stay tuned to our our episode next week, the final uh, week 10 episode for this season. Till next time. This episode was brought to you by Hamish Community Services, opening doors by taking the dis out of disabilities. You can find out more information at hamish.ca. Well, fellow crown heads, we've come to the end of today's chat. You can find all our episodes on your favorite podcast network. And on our website, sistersipandchat.ca. Subscribe and never miss a chat session. Thanks for listening. Join us next time. And we'll save you a seat on the sofa.